What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the UGA Sports Call-In Show. I'm your host, Paul Harry, joined, as always, by... Oh, he changed his name up today. It's not just Ben Bachman. Benjamin Bachman uh, is in the house with us tonight. Jason Bud uh, might be joining us. He's had uh, a little delay with picking up his wife from the airport, so uh, might get audio only of Jason. Uh, Lee Go Down says, first, first in, last to leave. Lee, we appreciate it. If you guys are watching... Let us know where you're watching from. As always, we want to know in the comments section. Martin Arenado, always with the Go Dogs. Appreciate you, Martin. Tommy Williams saying Go Dogs. Look at you guys. You guys are having fun tonight. Uh, sorry for the late start, guys. Uh, like I said, Jason's having some issues. Ben said he was hung over today. Uh, good thing he's good now. Paul turned 50. He had yeah, a birthday yeah. party for his I went, I, I went to a uh, birthday dinner for myself tonight. So uh, <laughs> we, we got in a little late, but... You know, had a great time. Had some good scallops over at Seasons 52, Benjamin Bachman. You, you have those up there in uh, Maryland or no? No, I'm not a big scallop guy. Oh, wow. Well, they were amazing. They are over a uh, risotto and some asparagus. They got us with the desserts, too. Left out with a bill. That, uh, gonna, Paul, you got to understand, up here, they wouldn't yeah. claim me as, like, Maryland DMV area because I'm not a crab or really seafood guy at all. So... I, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't claim you. I wouldn't claim you at all. Much less that. Lee says he's from LJ, Georgia. Douglas, Georgia, from Glenn Mercer. What's going on, man? Charles Thomas says go dogs. Tommy's over in Augusta, Georgia. Extreme X says Tennessee is making me nervous. Go dogs. We might touch on that tonight, guys. We're going to touch on a variety Tennessee. of topics. Georgia beat him uh, in baseball, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going to touch on inside linebackers, but mainly touch on the secondary as well. Uh, this will end our series of, man, been about eight weeks now, Ben. We've gone over now every one big one to go. We got to talk about the long snapper. We got to right. talk about the, right. uh, hunting. We got to talk about every single special team spot. Uh, You're right. Can't leave those guys out, man. Can't leave those guys out. Martin said he's watching from Omega, Georgia. Where is that, Martin? North, south? Where's that at, man? Danny, uh, Donnie Wilkerson, go big dogs, hunker down. We appreciate you watching, guys. Share this with your friends. Share this on your Facebook. Well, I'm sharing it on our Facebook and our social media for UGA Sports. Ben, before we dive into the defensive secondary, we left out those important inside linebackers, which is a pretty big question mark for Georgia next year, you know, and uh, for good reason. They lost three. Uh, inside linebackers to the draft. So where do they turn to now? I think one of them, I think, is locked in with, uh, you know, Jamon Dumas Johnson, old pop. But uh, the other one. Oh, you're sold. I, I'm already I'm, locked I'm, in. Oh, Paul, Paul Lock. We're going I'm with our ve- I'm, I'm very, yeah, I'm very sold on pop, Ben. Um, but who's the other one that can pop up here? And, guys, I'm going to put you in here in uh, Wayne Burgess, Grayson, Georgia. Juan Re- Ron West says, Buford fella in Panama City. There you go. Appreciate you watching. And uh, give it a, give us a whirl, Ben. Who's the who's the second inside linebacker? I think that's everybody's question tonight. Um, I think it's going to be a whole thing by committee. I don't even think Jamie Dumas Johnson is going to be out on the field like the same what? amount that Kobe Dean is. Like the same amount like Dean and those guys are, they're all in. There's so many first and second year players, and also nobody's factoring this in. I think Jamin Stubis Johnson's going to play the most snaps of all of them, but like you have to look at Rion Davis, you got to look at Tresman Marshall. Those two guys have been injury prone, but they're super experienced. So people can't, you know, knock them yet completely yet if they're healthy. You got Jalen Walker, who's a dog. And then you got Smell Munden and Xavier Sori. Those three are like five-star caliber guys, and they're all performing really well. C.J. Washington's hurt. E.J. Lightsey, I obviously, he um, is injured. He got shot, and I hope he's doing well now. But I think, you know, he you, not you being just said that You just said that, like, so easy. Like, he got shot. Yeah, he got shot, he, man. Yeah, he, he did get shot, which is very sad, and yeah. which is a big part of the reason him – so I don't expect him to contribute very much because he's going to be nursing a very serious and almost life-threatening injury. So he's one of the guys who I think over time you're going to see in the years to come, not this year. Um, but when you look at next year, I think it's be by committee. I really don't believe you're going to have a set of two or three guys until maybe the end of the season. And I'm a big smell Munden guy and think he's super athletic, so I'm going to go with him. We got uh, Miss Carolyn Camp in here. Oh, Carson Beck's grandmother. We see you up there in Maryland. We see you. Uh, Montezuma, Georgia. I like it. 
Culberson, Montana. My man's got the cowboy hat. I think he's for real, Ben. I think he's he's telling us the truth. I think he's telling us the oh, truth. Oh, 100%. Up there. Uh, you know, I wasn't really listening, to be honest. I was tweeting stuff out. I did hear uh, that you said Pop's not going to be in there a ton, and I have to. No, totally, no, you did to- you do not listen. I said the most. You're acting like he's going to get more snaps than, um like, he's going to get in a Kobe Dean level snaps. I don't think a single linebacker will get that many. Okay. 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 So, 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 who's going to be the linebacker with the most snaps next year? I I agree with you on Jamin Dumas Johnson, but I'm not saying he's not going to get. They're going to have so many different guys play. Is what I'm saying. I know I'm taking the easy answer. I'm going to go and be like you on this one, <laughs> and say there's like four or five different guys that get in there because it's really you look at all the inside linebackers they have. They all do different things, and you need to be able to cover, blitz, play the run. That's the position where I think there's a bigger issue than defensive line. And I know, mean, you're going to disagree on this because they have no experience there. None. Don't give me so, James Johnson and mop-up duty. They, they don't have any experience. All right. Uh, Shane Bentley, we see you over there in ACC country in Huntersville, North Carolina, shouting out the dogs. Okay, so then if you're more worried about the inside linebackers, who, who out of that group – and don't say Jalen Walker – don't say Jalen Walker. I, I don't think he sees the field except for in mop-up duty this year. I think he's a heck of an athlete. I think he's going to be a great inside linebacker. But there's a lot of guys in front of him, man. Let's go through the scholarship distribution page. I'm just going to talk about inside linebackers only, okay? Juniors, you got Ryan Davis and Tresman Marshall, both guys who haven't lived up to what they we thought they were going to do at Georgia. Both have had injuries. Both mm-hmm. have been in and out, although Jez, Tresman Marshall did have, uh, you know, played with the ones in G-Day. Sophomores, you got Pop Johnson, Smile Munden. Then you have inside linebacker CJ Washington, like you talked about, Jalen Walker, EJ Lightsey. That's it, man. It's tough. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing Jason on. Jason's on with no uh, camera. I think he's sitting in a, a deck right now, getting charged per minute parking over in uh, Washington <laughs> DC airport. Uh, Jason, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm as great as I can be at the moment. My wife's flight was supposed to land at 6.45, and then it went to 7.45, and then 7, and then 7.45, and then 8.22, and then apparently she just said there was chaos, and so it was 8.45, and, um, oh. yeah, dude, like, like it's just it's a nightmare. So I'm actually, I just picked her up, so finally, that's why I was finally able to call in, and, so but, we so wifey yeah. is on board. We've we've secured on board, but like getting in the um getting out of the pickup area. I don't know why Sunday night at DCA is uh, a madhouse, but it is. Everybody's trying to fly in for those important meetings with Ben Bachman on Monday. You know, that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> Apparently we're, so. We're just talking about inside linebackers, and Ben is under the impression that Pop Johnson doesn't get as many snaps as Nicobe Dean did last year. And I'm saying, hey, man, if he's not going to get those snaps, then who is? Because the the list of inside linebackers isn't very long. Jason, I said nobody will because it's going to be a rotation. That probably will be. I'm with you there. I think it'll be a bigger rotation at the same time. Uh, a Smile Munden, I think, is the guy who uh, could, could be the one outside of Pop Johnson who ends up taking the Nicobe role. But I think at least early in the season, you just don't know what you have yet. So uh, you would kind of defer to a, to a bit of a rotation and uh, sh- share the snaps as uh, much more than you would when you, when you had three guys you could absolutely count on last year at inside linebacker. So I think it'll kind of be a, a you know, a feel it out sort of thing, uh, at least for the first third of the season. Okay. So you open up with Oregon. Who. <sighs> Ben was also saying, which I disagree with, but, you know, it, it's good to have differing opinions on this show, Ben. There's the ones that's right, mine and Jason, and then there's yours. That's you that's always wrong, Paul. Um, uh, Brock but, Bauer you know, sucked. All right, here we go. <laughs> on the defensive line, I think it's a little scary because there's a lot of guys that are just unknown there. But Ben says that inside linebacker scares him more, Jason. Uh, whose side are you taking on this one? There's only one right side. <laughs> uh, I would say I would say I know we talked a little bit about that last week I, I still think in terms of scared I, I don't I don't know if I like either the word scared there I, I think um, fair fair you, mm-hmm. you you know gosh I don't know I don't know it's somewhere in the middle I don't know I think both can be right in this situation I mean 
I hate to be the the, the have the lame answer, but he's just you're, uh, you're you just really, trying to keep you, being you happy. You're trying to keep being happy. I understand. <laughs> you you, you come really back don't know spot. what you got at inside linebacker, but I I do worry more about how they get to the quarterback on the defensive line. Uh, I don't even like the word worry either. So <laughs> I, I just think you, there's so many unknowns in the front seven that uh, I think you're kind of going with trial by error and, and, and just kind of throw guys in the fire with a lot of bullets and, and see who produces the best early on. Uh, all while Jalen Carter, you know, is the centerpiece up front. I, I think uh, you you have him, you work around him, and you try to find the best players possible to – to, to kind of fit the scheme, uh, you know, uh, with, with Jalen Carter being your your top defender. I like that. He proved my point, Paul. You know what? You have Jalen Carter. You have a known commodity and a top five pick. Yeah, that'll get double teamed every time. Until so you this going to get double guys rotate in on that D line and at least play snaps out there. Inside linebackers, you know, it's nothing. Don't give me Jamin Dumas Johnson and mop up duty. And if that's your best. All these other guys have played on the defense line at least some level of depth. You know what you're getting, at least. With this line, you have no idea. And hey, hey if you're, let me tell you this. If you look at the depth and the top end talent, especially when they were coming out of high school and what they are, inside linebackers is more talented. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that. But they're not known and proven right now, and I think the defense line is more proven. And they have a Jalen Carter. So, Hey, guys, if you're watching, if you're in the chat, not more scared, but which position uh, are you? Are, do you think is more unknown, the defensive line or the inside linebackers? We've been debating this for a while. We're really going to focus mainly on the secondary, but we had to get the inside linebackers out of the way because we did not touch on them last week. If you're in the chat, inside linebackers or D-line, which one is the more unknown to you or which one, I guess, is keeping you up at night? I mean, and, and neither one of these positions, should, I guess, should keep you up at night. Right, they're Phil. They're four and five star guys on the defensive line. There's four and five star guys in the inside linebacker room. Glenn Schumann has proven time and time again that whoever he has at inside linebacker is going to get drafted. Whether it's a two star running back that transfers over to be an inside linebacker, you know, it, it, there's there's numerous different things. I'm not liking the answers in the chat. Uh, because we've got Mario Arenado saying inside linebackers, we've got Joshua Montana saying inside linebackers, Glenn Mercer saying inside linebackers. You guys are, you guys know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what you're talking about. Oh See, man, you guys are an elite a bad fan base for you. a reason. You guys know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey man, some of us got to stir the pot a little bit, but let's move on to the secondary because inside linebackers, I think I think all three of us can agree on this this one point. And I'll throw this to you, Jason, then we'll go to the secondary that Glenn Schumann was, is going to have whichever two or three or four guys, he's going to have them ready at the inside linebacker position. I, that's all I can think of. Four first-round picks over two years for Trey Scott. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think either way, you got, you've got great coaching on the defensive side of the ball. And, yes. uh, and so, it, it, yeah, that, that's really it. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, to, to, to your specific point about Glenn Schumann, I think, his track record since he got here with Kirby, you know, he was Kirby's first hire. Uh, when Kirby uh, got the job, he his first tweet, I believe, was him and Glenn Schumann flying out yep. to, to to Athens. So, I, I, you know, I, I think this, this guy has, has absolutely proven himself. And, uh, you know, he's going to be H one day. It's no doubt in my mind. And so um, – I, I think uh, I think again. I, I'm coming back to Small Munden. I think he's the guy that's going to develop, and at least over time, over the next couple of years, he's going to be that next, that next guy, that next Nicolian. And so, uh, um, I think Glenn Schumann's going to be right there developing him along the way, and he's going to get a lot of credit for it. And who knows by by the time that these this group of inside linebackers produces and, and goes off to the NFL, then. Um, it might, that might be time for Glenn Schumann to, to end up with a head coaching gig, gig himself because uh, I think he's well on his way as a young up and co- young up and coming uh, defensive assistant. He he ha- he's had the co defensive coordinator. He's still not going to get the glory, uh, you know, sharing it with Landing and Landing being the guy out in front. Will Muschamp now being the guy out in front. I think Will Muschamp will have a chance to maybe even get another head coaching gig, and then at that point, that's when Glenn Schumann can do it. And um, yeah, you look at you look at what he's done with these inside linebackers since he's been there, and uh, I mean, it just every the, the the product, the body of work speaks for itself. 
Martin Arenado. Well, put, yep, put that comment up on the board. See, it's not you try to go to old Schumann. They're both good coaches. So it I'm not nullifies. saying they're not. I'm not saying they're not. I just think that you got a couple more holes in the D line. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm nope, saying. Nope, nope. You, you tried using these points that you whiffed. Just take ben, it. Ben, let's move on. Let's move on, Ben, to the secondary, which we put in the title. And guys, if you want to join the conversation, just click that link in the description. You can join just like Jason does with no camera, or you can join us with a camera like Miss Kemp did when we talked about the quarterbacks and her grandson, Carson Beck, uh, who a lot of you guys are talking about in the chat, uh, needs to get some first team reps. We'll leave that. We've, we've, got, we've crossed over the quarterback train, uh, but we'll leave that. Uh, just we know you're watching, Miss Kemp. We appreciate you. We'll move on to the defensive secondary. Um, whoo, you've got some starters coming back, Ben. You do, you've got yeah. a guy in Tyke Smith coming back who didn't get to play last year. Who I think we both, I think, this is something we both can agree on, Ben, is really good, really um, good. And the wild card, or I think not wild card, an X factor for this, yes, team. yes, I like that. Uh, but then it's the question on everybody else's mind you've got Keely Ringo, obviously, locking down the best receiver for, you know, whichever team they're playing. Who's going to be that second corner? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, but most of the time, those corners for Georgia don't come out of the game. If you go and look at the snap count, the first and second corner are playing 90 95%. Jason said, see you later. We'll see you later, Jason. Uh, playing 99 for 90 to 95% of the snaps, the corner one and corner two are. Jason's back. There he is. Uh, but who is going to be that other guy, Ben? Because, yes, they're able to rotate those linebackers, and they'll, they'll be able to find the right pieces. And, yes, they'll be able to rotate that defensive line, and they'll find the right pieces. But this second secondary, the second corner spot, kind of seems like it's up for grabs. Who, who's got the early lead on this, Ben? Like, when it comes to rotating DBs, the maximum you see is, like, one extra guy added. That's right. It. Like we talked about last year, Speed and Ringo were kind of jockeying for a position, and then Ringo got a bulk of the snaps, and he saw Speed still a little bit, but not as much. Once right. again, once Ringo really got it. In previous years, you had Campbell, DJ Daniel, and Eric Stokes. So you had three, and then you had the. Sometimes you would see Star. They would have like a split starter between like Tyreek Stevenson and Mark Webb. To me, this year, I think Ty Key will play a lot of Star, and sometimes you'll see some William Poole. So that's the star spot. I think corner, okay. you got one being Ringo. So, yes, I agree with you. Cornerback two, where does this go? I think I would have to go with Kamari Lassiter because, to me, in the rotation last year, he was next in line. And yes. he played, like you talked about, Dumas Johnson looked good mop-up duty. Kamari Lassiter looked really good mop-up duty. And he appeared to get a lot of first-team reps in the spring. Um, also, with the twos, uh, Nylon Green and him seemed to be in a big competition. And one guy who I think is a sleeper, I would go Kamari Laster gets the two spot, but I think the sleeper is Daylon Everett. Really good. He really impressed me during G-Day. He's already with the second team. He's a damn good player. So I think he's your sleeper pick. It's, I think right now the Laster and Green, and I would go with Laster. Uh, question for you, Jason. You might not know it off the top of your head. With uh, Everett being that true freshman, when's the last time Georgia started a true freshman at corner? Well, not started, but got significant playing time. Uh, at corner, do you remember or Ben? Do you have a guy that comes to mind? Tyson Campbell. Okay, Tyson Campbell. Yeah, no, that's so that. He's he's got to be the guy. I would I would think. Um, you know, I I believe didn't Brandon Smith come in as a freshman and and play a decent amount back there? And obviously yeah. he didn't live he didn't live up to the to the billing. Right. Uh, he, he comes to mind, but. Uh, so yeah, what, I, mean, what I would I'm, have to go with Tyson I'm, Campbell. Yeah. yeah, what I'm what I'm getting at with that is that there is a possibility. Tyson Campbell, oh, yeah, sure. field. Uh, so it's not like Everett can't step up. Lasseter probably is going to be that second, you know, that that second corner. Martin Arenado, Ben, he said, uh, he said you're sleeping on Nyland Green though. I'm a big Nyland Green guy. I'm just going based off of like who's gotten the most sure. first team reps in the rotation off last year. That's really where where you have to go on because these guys aren't that experienced. So it's kind of a crapshoot, and I'm just going with what I think. We have a little bit more evidence on that's. I think Island Green has just as good of a chance, but Laster just seems like he's the safer pick. And another position that guys, you know, we're not talking about is who's going to take over that spot for uh, Lewisine. You know, and David Daniel looked good. <laughs> Got to go with Dan Jackson. Got to go with Big Man Dan. 
David Daniel looked good in mop-up duty, but Dan Jackson was on the field a lot. Dirty Dan Jackson. There you go. So Dirty Dan. You, so you really think that <laughs> that uh, Kirby and company are going to ride Dirty Dan at strong safety? Uh, for the he'll for play. The- Trust me, he'll play. He'll be out there, but I think it's going to be um, David Daniel and um, Chris Smith. Chris Smith's really underrated, by the way. I'm not going to name who this person is. He's not on this broadcast, but we know him. A guy told me before the season that Chris Smith was an SEC backup. Now, I'm not going to call him out by name. All three of us here know who that guy is. Um, but a guy told me Chris Smith is an SEC backup. I still think that's one of the worst takes I've ever heard. Um, Chris <laughs> Smith is very underrated. I, I wish I knew who you were talking about. We I all really know the person. You don't, sure. you don't know who, like – Specific said that, but you know the person. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Glenn Mercer brings up a good point. He says, what about Starks? We haven't heard much about uh, about Malachi. Sure. And he was a big-time recruit, you know, right from down the road, Jefferson. What's uh, the latest on Starks? I, I think he might need some time um, because, really, you look – even Richard LeCount, like, he didn't start as a freshman. It took him a year. I think Starks – you, you might see Starks by, like, he'd be one of those guys, him, Bear Alexander. Those are the types of, like, freshmen that I could see starting. Not starting, but getting significant uh, snaps by mid to late season. I don't see it right away. I, I just don't. Jason, you, you got anything to add to that? I mean, obviously a great athlete, but when you have uh, – when you, when you have guys who have some you know some level of uh you know experience with Chris Smith Dan Jackson I mean obviously Dan Jackson is gonna be more of a a fill-in rotational uh you know certain package maybe like dime package kind of player but uh when you when you have that ahead of you uh I just think that at least to start the year you're gonna you know this this coaching staff will play it safe and and uh you know let Malachi Starks you know start on special teams before working him into the uh to the defensive back safety rotation the comments tonight have been great, guys. You guys are doing a better job than me hosting. I mean, I was going to talk about this guy next, but Gavin Mallory says uh, Singletary, old slime, Jaheim, yeah. he isn't riding the bench all year. That's what Gavin says, Ben. Well, he hasn't enrolled yet. He enrolls right. in a couple weeks, so we don't – I we mean, you could totally change it, but that's something that's unpredictable. Like, Dalen – the reason why I think Dalen's a little bit – has a better chance than him by a little is probably because he's – you know, been in the spring and he's gotten a chance to work against them. And that's our reasoning. We're not saying that like, oh, this guy doesn't have a chance. This guy doesn't have a chance. It's just, we're going off a process of, okay, what's the safer pick? Who's the guy who's been there? Dalen's been there. Kamari's been out on the field more. That's our reasoning for making those picks. But I I think Singletary, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, He's going to be a lot of guys. You look, Nyland's super talented. Yep. Um, Kamari's played a lot. And that seems like, I remember Kirby, if you remember in the press conference before last season, when they were talking about the defensive backs, he singled Kamari out, which I right. thought was really interesting from the get-go. And Kamari can also play the star. And then you look, we haven't talked about Julian Humphrey yet. Javon Ballard has played a lot. I mean, those two players we haven't talked about. Humphrey is very fast, play anywhere in the secondary, all three positions, and hasn't came in yet. And then Javon Ballard seems to play a lot. And what I've seen him in G-Day and on the field, he seems really smart and he likes to hit people. And Kirby loves those types of players. So I, it, it's very fascinating to me because there's so many talented guys. It's just going to be interesting to see if they rotate them because that's traditionally you don't rotate that many guys. I could see maybe three corners and you split guys at star. That's really it. And when I mean three corners, I also include Ringo in that, just yeah. to clarify. Paul. But it's, it's going to be interesting. It definitely is for summer workouts, summer practices, things of that nature. Uh, Gavin Mallory also says uh, – he said, thought y'all said Dalen looks better at nickel. That's, that's uh, he said, thinks Trent said that. that. That's rumors versus facts on Monday, man. This is yeah, the Sunday I, show. Trent I, might have is, said that. I don't remember saying that. Or, <laughs> yeah, or Paul. This is the Sunday show, Gavin. We we chill out on the Sunday show. No, go, make sure you go watch those guys on Monday too, man. Trent and uh, Blaine and Jed, they all do a great job with the recruiting stuff. And he, he very well could have said that. But, you know, as of right now, you've got a lot of talented corners but only two or three of them are going to get that chance to get significant snaps. And one of those spots is already locked up by Ringo. So you've got, you know, Everett, Singletary, uh, Humphrey, Nyland Green. You've got a lot of really solid corners. 
you, you did lose Jalen Kimber, who, from everything I've seen, is going to be starting for Florida, uh, which is kind of not baffling to me, but I don't it think goes to show the, it goes to show the uh, differences in the programs right now. Or Jalen Kimber right. wasn't he wasn't going to start here, and he goes there and he's going to start right away. It's just right. indicative, of, indicative of the recruiting that's taken place at Georgia compared to some of these other programs. Which is wild to me because we're talking we're not talking about like Florida Atlantic, FIU. Right. We're talking about the University of Florida taking a kid in Jalen Kimber, which you know I think I think he's fine. I I think he's a good player. I think he's a good ball player. But at the same time, he's going to start right away at Florida when he wasn't really even in the rotation here. I'm curious. Hold on, guys. We got one of the best to join us. Eddie from Ackworth. Oh, my goodness. The man makes an appearance. Eddie, we're talking about the defensive backs tonight. And we don't know. We we know one thing is true, right? Keely Ringo will be one of your corners. You as a fan, Eddie, you've been following this team for a while. Who is going to be the other corner when they line up against Oregon? Good evening, guys. Happy birthday tomorrow, Paul. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> How old will you be? Uh, 31. 31, oh Eddie. That, that makes me want to puke, but congratulations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Appreciate yeah. you. Um, what about Tyke Smith? Why is nobody talking I, about him? Yeah, I don't think he's a corner, though, Eddie, is the okay. problem. I think he's going to be – your star, and you know, there's been some talk out of camp that Tyke isn't as good as he is, but you saw the, you know, tape at West Virginia. He's good, right. uh, so I think you know it might be one of those things where they're not trying to hype him up too much. But Tyke is going to be one of your five secondary guys on the field, right. and he's going to play majority of the snaps. There's a reason that Georgia went after him, uh, yeah. but. <laughs> We're lost over here, man. Lassiter is, I guess, the default choice to be that second corner. But who are, who are you most, you know, wanting to see out there? Is it Nyland Green? Is it Singletary? I mean, who is it? Yeah, you, you mentioned him. Kamari Lassiter is the one I really want to see. But, you know, if y'all will recall, going into last year with the attrition and everything that happened in the secondary, everybody was just having a fit about going into last year because – we were like, we're going to give up so many yards. And that didn't happen. It just didn't happen. And Kirby Smart, I mean, he was a cornerback. He knows how to coach these guys up. And I, I'm just not worried about it at all. Somebody's going to step up and take care of this position, you know. And and I'll say this real quick. This is kind of an overall statement. But yeah, how nice is it, guys, to go into this season and be, yeah, worried about what's going on Doggone it, we won the national championship last year. <laughs> going, going into years prior, right, we were all just on on pins and needles going into every season because we got to get it done. This is it. we, we got to win a national championship. And yeah. now it's, we're nitpicking this team to death. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, and that's what we do. But how nice is it to just have that in our back pocket and say, okay, if next year is kind of a – I'll say rebuilding with quotes, right? Year, we're okay with that, right? Yeah, which I which I don't think you know, Ben. And, and like I said, like you said, uh, Eddie, the rebuilding with quotes. Mm -hmm. Next year, I don't really see a loss on the schedule. There's some tough games. There are some tough yeah. games, but I don't see sure. a game where Georgia's not favored in that game. Uh, so, yes. We are nitpicking the hell out of this team because what else is there to do right now? There's no right. summer workouts going on. Uh, but there are some holes at that inside linebacker position because you just had and, – and it's not because you have holes because guys just moved on or they transferred out they didn't like the program. It's because you had three guys drafted sure. uh, from that middle linebacker position. You have some holes on the defensive line because you had three guys drafted in the first round. Uh, you have some holes in the secondary. You know, it's it, these holes are there because – guys moved on and, and went to the league after they won a national championship. So we're now moving into that phase. And I think it's weird for Georgia fans to get to this phase is now you're, you've turned into Alabama where it is not a rebuild. You're not having to rebuild everything. It's now a reload. And right. so Kirby has those guys in line. Now we, we went on the list. You got five stars like crazy at corner that are waiting. 
You've got five stars and four star guys at inside linebacker and outside linebacker that are waiting for their turn. You've got Bear Alexander on that D line waiting his turn. You're reloading now. You're not having to rebuild. And it's kind of a different mindset, I think, Eddie, that fans are going to have to get into that, yes, this is going to happen more frequently. And it's going to happen on the offensive side of the ball next year. You're going to have some guys leave to go to the draft, and you're going to have to then reload again. But it's 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 weird now because we are having to break this team down in a different way because we're saying, hey, there's you know that other inside linebacker spot. Who's going to take that? Well, don't worry about it so much. They're, they're reloading. They're not having to rebuild. This isn't a three-star that's going to come in here and have to play. Well, Kirby says it every year, and I'll go ahead and say I know this is about the defensive backs and the defense. Whatever you want to talk about, Eddie. Yeah, but but let me say this. I'm not worried at all about the defense because I think the offense is going to take another step forward next year. I mean, just look around the weapons we have. Munkin again in this system. And who's going to stop this? What do we average? You you guys know the number. What did we average? How many points last year? Jason, you have that? Let's had see. to be in the early – got to think around 33. Uh, yeah. Points per game, 30, 38.6. 38.6. Okay. 38, yeah. Wow. Ninth, ninth, ninth best that, offense out of 130 last year. That number's going up, guys. It's, no, it's Ed, Eddie, Eddie. I, I, Paul, I, I actually agree with him when you think about it. Going up. You, they're going to they're gonna pass more. So you, you're going to score more points more than likely. You're not going to sit on the ball in the second half as much, I don't think. Oh, oh I think the O-line will be better. The weapons that they have coming back. My goodness. I, I, I agree, but, man, 39 points is tough to top. The O-line's going to be better next year. Yes, opinion. exactly. I like that. Right. I, like that I think there's two things. I think one, no knock on Warren Erickson, but I think if Tate Ratledge is at guard, Mm-hmm. And I also think Broderick Jones, who dominated in the national championship game at left tackle, we've talked about his highest graded player. That's really good for, for your line. That's a really athletic line. And I think you're more talented and I think you're better. And I think between that, I also think they're going to throw the ball more. They know they need to score more. I think their weapons, you got to look tight end. Paul, we were talking about tight ends. They got three like the top five tight ends in the country. And there's no Oscar Delt that we're including in that. And then right. receiver, a healthy Arian Smith changes everything for Georgia. I will say he changes everything with your offense. Outside of the quarterback, he changes the offense more than anybody because nobody can run with them. So I think a healthy him and those tight ends, I think the O-line would be, be better. I agree with him on that. And don't forget Dominic Blaylock. I mean, that kid was a mm-hmm. stud, and he's he coming off that injury. He was. I see your questions, guys. I promise you we'll get to them after Eddie's off with us. Uh, Josh and Gavin and all, Dan, Donnie, I promise I'll see your, uh, t- your questions. We'll get to them. Problem I have with the offense, though, is you lost Samir and you lost James Cook, and James Cook was a a really, really big weapon for you last year. Kendall Milton, I love him. I think he's I think he I think he's built his brand. His dad's helped him build his brand. They, they've done a tremendous job of it. But I want to see him go through a full season of being the guy, and he hasn't had to do that. There's been sparks here and there. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, the the, right. the health bug has kind of hit him hard. Right. Uh, I want to see if he can go through a full SEC season because if you don't, then you're relying on McIntosh and Edwards, and then you've got you know Robinson and and the, those guys coming in. But I think the running back game is going to be the difference for me, and I think they score a little less points because of that. They are going to air it out more, but the running back game, I just don't see the running game being as good this year. That's just me though, and I could be you know completely wrong on that. I just don't see the running game being as good. Yeah, I see the I, I offensive disagree. line being I, better. I definitely, yeah. Well, go ahead, Jason. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I disagree with you on that. <laughs> so you, I was just going to say, the, I don't you think, think the running backs I, are going to be better they, next they year? Drop, I think they're at least the same. I don't think that there's going to be this big I improvement. I, I definitely don't see there being a drop off with these two. I think you have the you have a similar rotation of guys. You're, you're going to run three guys at least. And uh, from from there, you should be able to manufacture the yards and the and look, the, look. If Kenny McIntosh may be better out of the back of catching the ball than James Cook was, I I can see that Eddie. I can see that. I can I can go with that. The problem for me though is you need Milton to stay healthy, yeah, and sure. until. Until he can show me that, I don't know if I can rely Paul, on these running backs like last Paul, year. Paul, you got to see Branson Robinson in person. You're I telling did. me that I he did. can't? And Paul, that picture that was taken of him at that rivals camp, I would be scared. I was standing, 
Yeah, I, I played linebacker in high school for a period of time. I would not want to go out there versus that. I've seen some yes. NFL backs that don't look like that. They like, just not, go, to, not just go to the weight room and put seven hundred pounds on the bar and and try to deadlift that. Just think about it. he's eighteen. <laughs> he's eighteen. Now. It's inhuman. Now I'm not. That doesn't make him a great football player, but he's got he's he's Nick Chubb like. He really yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, and if if Branson can pop up out of nowhere and and be that guy, hey man, I'm cool. All bets I are off. All bets are off. Yeah, if Branson can come in because we've seen it before. You don't you don't have to wait your turn at running back. You're you're shooting a gap. You're shooting you're shooting gaps. You know it's can you run with the football? We've seen it with Nick Chubb. We've seen Todd Gurley. We've seen all these guys do it as freshmen. Branson could be that next guy. And and let's not discount Stetson Bennett being comfortable going into a season. He has never had this before. I, I, comfortable is the wrong word. You know what I mean? He's the guy. He's the man, okay? Nobody's pushing him. And he's going to be – I mean, he's the leader of this team. And he proved it last year, okay? All the doubters can go away. He is the man. And I'm telling you, going into this season, it's going to be a different year for this guy. He's got nothing around him. He doesn't care. And what did you say, Jason? What was the what was what, 35 points a game? I'm 30, sorry. 30, 38, right? 38. 38. Ooh, Paul, it's gonna be 40 plus. Promise. 38.6. You think it's 40 plus? 40 plus. Absolutely. Put, Eddie, you're in Ackworth. You're not too far. I'm in Flower Branch. Let's put a steak dinner on this. Mm. Fine. Where do you want to go? Wherever wherever the, the winner decides. Wait, Paul, I also have another thing to add to that. They play Georgia the plays Mississippi State. You don't think knowing how much Mississippi State's throwing the ball and how fast it's going to be, Georgia's going to have a bunch of plays in that game. Well, you don't. You don't think. You don't think Georgia's going to try to slow the ball down against Mississippi no, this, State. This and try is to run something the ball? you got to understand. Okay, let's say the defense hypothetically goes down. I've said this about Alabama. Nobody seems to listen. Why is Alabama's defense? Alabama's passing game when it went up, their defense went down. So when their offense went up, their defense went down because they're throwing the ball a lot and they're scoring a bunch of points, but their defense is getting a whole bunch of points scored on them. So if Georgia's getting a whole bunch of points scored on them. They're going to be throwing the ball a ton, and then their points are going to go up. So that's one of my things. I've kind of said it's kind of a trade-off when fans always say, oh, the offense isn't flashy. Well, if the offense was flashy, there's a risk that your defense wouldn't be as, you know, this dominant force because they're going to be out in the field more more likely to, you know, succumb to points. So that that's my thing. Where next year, I do believe they're going to score more points because they're going to have to. And when you have Arik Gilbert, that he's – that's another weapon that's like you can put a receiver at tight end. He, he's, he's a scary one, Paul. Yeah. I mean, there's there's numerous weapons over there. But, Eddie, um, put, it on, put it down. You've got above 40. I've got below. And where, wherever the winner takes us, it'll go. I, I, don't, I don't think, I don't think uh, uh, 40 points is there. But I think it'll be close. But, it, you know, a nice little gentleman's agreement here. Um, and- Paul, if it hits 39, you still lose, by the way. That's no, how? How? He's got forty. He's got forty. No, I mean, he's, I he said uh, over. He said over. Yeah, thirty-eight. If it if it hits thirty-nine, you lose, Paul. I'm sorry. I, I'm, oh, so, I'm, so I'm I don't get the decision here. Hold lose. on, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you. No, you, you don't make the rules in the bet. No, no, no. I'm I'm agreeing <laughs> on the terms. You lose. Like Eddie, do I get do I get do I get up to forty or are you taking from thirty-eight point six up? Let's no, make I'm, it very clear. I'm, my bet is forty over. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. Oh, Paul, Paul, you really wanted to finesse that point. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I'm happy to buy your steak, Paul, if I lose that. That's fine. No problem. Yeah, so I'll take that. Uh, so, man, um, Ben, you were getting harassed in the comments, by the way, about like some, some I've I've ca- I've timed her out talking about staying in a motel, freaked her out. I don't know what's going on. You know what, Julie, Ben, she's in the comments. Now, Brian's in here saying you should go see her. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I timed her out for you, Ben. Yeah, I, think I have no idea what's going on. This you got a stalker, right? bud. I'm just saying. But Eddie, man, <laughs> we, we appreciate you joining us as always, man. You're always welcome on the show anytime, brother. And uh, can't wait for that steak, man. I don't know what type of good steaks they have in Ackworth. I'll drive to you well, when they hit you know 39 uh, points. You sound a little cocky there, so it may not happen. <laughs> my, money, my money's on Eddie. I'm sorry. My <laughs> money's on Eddie Thank getting this. Yeah. Hey, Thank I'll, you, boys. I'll, I'll gladly yeah, clear it up. Thanks, Eddie. We'll see you, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Got uh, yeah, yeah. The comments are going crazy, Ben. Do you do you know a Julie, Ben? 
I have no. Well, I didn't see the Julie Lee comment. Dude, I just she see this guy I, 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 I blocked them out, but she was talking about like, I'm sorry, I'm having to message you on here. This is the only way I can communicate with you. You've blocked me on everything else. And then the, the other one said, was it staying at a motel that freaked me out? So I'm just saying, Ben, Eric, take your dirty laundry and, and I, take. I, it I don't know. Paul, I'm swearing. I love it. It. This is that's so, hilarious. I, I should have put them on. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have. Uh, I shouldn't have taken them off. Guys, so let's get back to your questions. First of all, Donnie and uh, Glenn Mercer, thanks for wishing me a happy birthday, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, um, Gavin says, uh, Paul, what's Walter's ceiling? You don't want me to answer this, Gavin. Maybe Ben or... Oh, oh Paul, Vic. that's his boy. No, it's not. Paul it's loves Jamal Walter. No. Um, maybe you experience. guys... Yeah, you no guys can... Is. I'll leave this to you guys because... Uh, I, I know what he is. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I, I, do, I think you can get some reps out of him, Gavin, since neither one of these guys wanted, wanted to chime in. I think you can get some reps out of him. Is he a difference maker? I, I don't think so. Uh, um, let's see here. Martin said, Ben and Eddie, you're spot on. Martin, um, that weekly Venmo check I've been sending you to put nice comments in here is going to stop if you keep agreeing with Ben. So um, We got a Michigan fan in here. Yeah? Hey, this guy Parker, he's going nuts. Well, good for him, man. If they rematched you, Michigan would win by three. Parker, buddy, I uh, I'd put a steak dinner on on that as well. Um, I, I would. I think Georgia could beat Michigan by forty any given night. That team, <laughs> Michigan. I'm sorry, that offensive line was getting thrown ten like yeah. ten yards. He I'm also said that, he, uh, uh, Br- Brian no said uh, to Michigan, but. That's one of the most overrated Joe Moore. What was it called? Like the Joe Moore award yeah. for Office the offensive line. line. I'm sorry. That is a that is terrible. They ben, did not deserve ben, that reward. I'm sorry if Michigan fans are in here saying all oh, BSBS. They're pulling guards, getting pushed back into the quarterback. That you're seeing uh, Jalen Carter pancake like three of their O linemen in one play. I'm sitting there like, there's no way that's the best offensive line in college football. I'm sorry, they did not deserve that award. Ben, you're uh, you, I I timed out your friend and they're back now, so I feel like I I have I mean this is the show you know everything oh, goes. This is clearly a bot. This is a bot. This is, I don't know oh, if this no. is Ben. ben Elon, I don't know if this Elon is. Musk is going to take care of this. Julie Lee. Ben, I'm just going to put on the screen. I'm going to put on the screen for everybody. Ben, I'm not trying to air out your dirty laundry, but Julie Lee says so. I've been blocked. Says Ben, please don't do this to me. My mom knows something's wrong because I've been crying all day again. It feels like since the motel you blocked and I don't understand. I, Paul, I swear in my life, I've never stayed in a motel. I never plan on staying in a motel. Ben, who who is Julie Lee? I, I'm not joking. This is whoever this is is a load of shit. Please don't hurt me, baby. Ben, I'm just saying, <laughs> bud. This is oh, this is where we do hell? work. It's a place of business, Ben. Don't bring Julie here. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this could be chance. Is, What's going on, man? <laughs> it's a place of business, Ben. Don't bring Julie here. You got a little reverb uh, <laughs> there, chance. chance. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up? Can y'all it's hear me? Business, yeah, Don't but you got uh, you got some reverb going on. Can you like mute? Can you turn it down a little bit? You got uh, you got some reverb going on. Is that good? Yeah, that's better. What's going on, Chance? Not much, boys. I kind of wanted uh, to jump in and and talk about the uh, talk about the portal. Do we think we're going to make any uh, portal moves? Not much, boys. I kind of wanted. Uh, I think uh, Julie Lee. She could be transferring to UGA. She's a good commodity. Ben uh, Ben seems to like her a lot. Uh, but no, in terms of portal moves, man, I don't know. I don't know where this where this team stands on the portal. Uh, ben, Jason, you guys can step in on this because I thought there would have been I thought there would have already been a move already. I don't know. I don't know where Well there's is. guys in there who still have time because the rules like they can still enroll, but they would have already had to be in the portal by May, was it May third? Their name would have had to be in there. Um so if they're I think they're probably evaluating some safeties and some um receivers. Those are the only two positions. I don't think they're gonna take an edge at this point. Yeah, no, I agree. I was I was hoping to jump in and, and talk specifically about secondary. Got the audio figured out, by the way. Uh, Thank so you. Yeah, I got you. You're, yeah. You're good, <laughs> um, but I, I'm kind of wondering here what we what we might do in the portal as far as it goes with secondary. Like you guys were talking, like 
you know, kind of discussed who might be the next corner opposite Ringo. Um, but in your opinion, who do you look at being safety alongside Chris Smith back there? And is it somebody on the roster or is it for sure somebody that's in the portal? Or, or do you have an opinion either way? Ben? Well, I would go David Daniel because I think he played, what was it, the Michigan game? He was next in. I always think the process of elimination is who was that next in line last year or who of the freshmen coming in and taking a bunch of spring snaps. I think it's David Daniel. Plus, to me, like one thing about Kirby – I noticed one, he played safety. So he's, he loves that position. Like Lewis seen to me, like he loves that kind of a player, a very physical safety. And David Daniel loves to hit. And I mm -hmm. think he wants that enforcer. And that's what David Daniel is. And that's why I think it will be him who will probably play the most snaps alongside Chris Smith next year at safety. Well, you it's funny you say that about, you know, kind of noticing who's played towards the end of the year is like, you know, seeing who's the next in line. And going back to what you guys were uh, debating earlier between D-line and inside backers, uh, exactly why, you know, I think D-line is less of a question mark than inside backers, just like what Ben just said, because of all the people that were playing, even behind those studs at the beginning. Paul's getting so mad, mad right now. But, um, you know, I just feel like Zion Logue played a lot in big games. Like Brinson was out there late in the season, Stackhouse. Uh, we saw what uh, Tyron Ingram Dawkins was doing on G-Day. I just think there's a lot less question marks on the D-line than there is at inside backer. I mean, we know who those guys are because we haven't seen them play a ton yet. Chance, you know what's wild is I was actually going to cut you off and shout out your 7-6 brand. It's really oh, crazy, okay. but but I but I for some reason I forgot the name of it now, and I I, I can't do that. Uh, no, I, yeah, I agree. You <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're not going to shout out his brand, but you're going to shout out Julie Lee. Really, oh, we're getting Julie back Paul. to Julie. She's commenting over here, buddy. Don't think that's going away. Well, you man. have a thing. I think you have a thing there, but no. But chance, no. I, I agree, man. If you really look at that D line, there are some guys who did step up. It's just to me, man. That D-line last year was so damn good that Jalen Carter is going to be the man, but I really want to know who's going to step up next to him. I think Ingram Dawkins has a huge chance to really, really win a lot of fans over. Zion Logue, Stackhouse, Bill Norton, those guys, you've, you've got you've to you've got find out who's going to be you know that, that rotational guy. Walther, they loved playing Walther last year. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but uh, Walther will get a chance. At inside linebacker to me as well, uh, I just really like Glenn Schumann. Not saying I don't like Trey Scott. Sure. I just like Schumann's ability to, to develop, and that's why inside linebacker to me is just a little bit uh, more scary, if you will. Uh, the, or excuse me, a little less scary. Lord. Uh, or did you mean that? <laughs> right, Chance? I'm getting all – Julie Lee in the chat has gotten me all messed up. I don't know, Chance. You can't see the chat. Ben's got an estranged lover that is that – <laughs> That is saying that uh, Paul Paul has bought in the bots and is uh, no dude, dude, she's, for a bot. She's the one saying that you left. Look, dude, she said, Paul, I know I, I, your belt at the motel. There's nothing six, here. Ben. That's what oh, she said. Goodness. Your belt at the motel six, Ben. You're texting her right now. That's why you're looking down at your phone. You're I don't know what the motel six is. I'm not even gonna lie to you. She wants to know if she can speak to you privately, Ben. That's her next message. Chance, anything else from you, man, before we uh... – Yeah, well, I wanted to go back, uh, you know, kind of talking about uh, what Eddie and, and you guys were talking about, like, yeah. you know, what's the points per game look like. Uh, I'm not sure I'm willing to put steak dinner on 40 points per game, yeah. but I do think the offense is going to be um, explosive. You know, it, we're exactly right when we say it hasn't been ex necessarily explosive. I mean, certainly – there's some analytical stats that'll tell you it was explosive, but you know I think we're all when we say explosive, we're talking about you know Alabama 2020, uh, LSU 2019, stuff like that. And I'm not saying that that's the way it's going to be, but there's just more returning on that side of the ball than the other side, and it's it's unreasonable to think that we're going to just trot out another defense that gives up single points per game. Like that's that's not going to happen. Right. But right. even if they give up you know, double digits, let's say they give up twice as many. You're still only talking about like 13, 14, 15 points a game. So even if they give up triple the points, you're at like 18, 19, 20 points per game. So I don't – I'm not concerned about the defense at all. I do think the offense is going to be way more explosive. I mean, just having – again, Stetson Bennett, I don't, I don't think we've seen his ceiling yet. You know, if he makes the improvement from 2020 – 
2021 and applies that to 22, I mean, I think he could have an absolute year. And I'm not willing to say, you know, whispers of New York, but I mean, if he goes for 3,500 passing, you know, 500 rushing yards, and and we're number one in the nation, how's he not going to go to New York? How's that for a hot take on Sunday night? Yeah, I mean, there there has been. If you looked at the odds, honestly, Stetson Bennett's odds are really good if you take them. What is his odds right now? Like, I don't think it's anywhere close to top 10. I don't even think I saw him. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. On, 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 I don't even think he's an option. Yeah. I mean, I look at his is. numbers this past year and didn't start every game. Was, well, let's see. Let's just let's just round up to say it was around 3,000 yards passing. I think 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions. If you just apply what he did to 15 games, we'll say 14 games. If you just apply what he did to 14 games, you're looking at 32, 3,500 passing yards, probably – 35, 37 touchdowns. I mean, if he goes from 250 rushing to 500 rushing and six touchdowns there, I mean, you're talking about 40-something accounted touchdowns, and and presumably we'd be ranked one or two. We'd be in the SEC championship. I, I don't know. If you're the quarterback of the defending national champions and you got those numbers, I'm not sure how you, you don't get an invite. I'm not saying he's winning the Heisman. I'm saying how do you not get the invite? Yeah, I mean, if you if you take JT's numbers from last year and pretty much give them to Stetson, uh, would have been thirty six touchdowns, ten interceptions. It's not bad. No. It's not bad. And like you said, he, he had he had two hundred and fifty nine rushing yards last year. I think he will have to be relied on a little bit more this year for the running. I think he can. Uh, I think that's fair. Bit. I think that he can do that. Yeah, and and four hundred five hundred yards isn't crazy, you know. And I don't think people want to hear that, but you might be no. on some chance. Um, you know, might maybe sprinkle a little money on that, Ben. Yeah, I yeah, would. Like you said, he's not the in the just right now. It's never going to be – yeah, it's never – they're never going to be better than what they are right now. Um, and uh, speaking of odds, tell us about your uh, 7-6 brand, man, because we love it over here at UJ Sports. It, yeah. And it's it's an odd brand, but you, you found a niche, man, and you've really done a great job with it. So tell us about that. Well, thank you for the kind words, and and I know you guys have, have supported us, um, a lot of you, from the beginning. So certainly appreciate that. But, you know, we just we kind of found a niche that there wasn't like a lifestyle brand revolved around Athens. There's, you know, certainly the big players, and it's all the same sort of looking stuff. And we kind of thought there's a space where you create lifestyle brand gear that essentially reminds you of why you're a fan. You know, quotes that only, you know, like the if you know, you know kind of thing. It's kind of like that. Like, if you know, you know. Like, if you grew up a Georgia fan, your dad or your parents or whatever, your grandpa took you to the first game and told you about Irk Russell, you know that quote. So nobody has that on a shirt. Or, you know, just just those heartstring kind of moments that that we all grew up with, the hobnail boot and stuff like that. We need to celebrate those things. And and I'm I'm so excited that that Josh Brooks has has taken the the bull by the horns. And he started putting that stuff in Sanford stadium. Cause for the longest time you didn't know if, if you didn't know Herschel Walker played at Georgia or that that was Sanford stadium, you wouldn't know where you were because there was no markings of it inside the stadium ever. Um, so we kind of felt like there's a space where we can celebrate history and family and connection and all of those things that made us fans. Um, and you know, we're, we, we've been tremendously blessed. We, we kind of started off as a Nashville predators kind of, deal really in in nashville and they were going on a stanley cup everybody had the homemade red shirts on when we would go to the watch parties and and the guy that ended up starting it with me i was like he was a graphic designer and i said man i guarantee you i can draw a better shirt on a cocktail napkin and you whip it up tomorrow and and we'll sell them and we're like (laughs) all right whatever let's just figure it out and um this is my parents owned the sporting goods store when i grew up so we had the means to like get the shirts done and, and all of that sort of thing. And so we did, we put them on Etsy, we sold them, we did some more by that time, keep chopping is viral on Georgia Twitter. And I was like, let's make some keep chopping shirts. And before we knew it, it was our full-time jobs. And, you know, here we are five, six, almost seven years later from the initial idea. And it's just, it's crazy to see, you know, how, how blessed we've been. And it's because of the people listening that I'll never know or never meet, but I can assure you that the biggest thrill for me as a fan, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, is going to games and seeing people in those shirts, in those hats, whatever it may be, because you guys know it's when as a sports fan, it's 
a ritual. It's it's religious what you pick out to wear. Like oh, yeah. I had a, the last time I wore this, we lost to so and so. So it's it's the ultimate thrill for me to go to games and see people wearing our stuff because of all the things they have, they chose that shirt. Um, so that's that's kind of what keeps us going. If you if you buy our stuff and and you post about it, we're gonna post you back. We're gonna retweet it. We're gonna you know give you. We're gonna do giveaways. We want we want people to see our stuff as much as possible. So we're tremendous, but we're also very very thankful for the audience and the space that you guys have created because that that trickles down to us too. So we're we're very thankful and, and thank you for allowing me to share a little bit. No problem, man. And what what's the website for the folks that might not see you on Twitter? Yeah, sure. It's www.the or excuse me seven six apparel That's all spelled out. Um, no, no numbers. It's seven, six apparel. Excuse me. What is it? I get our, <laughs> our Twitter handles and our, uh, our website messed up all the time. Cause I just click a button on my phone, but it's, it's, uh, the seven, six.com. And I should know that. Cause every time I tell somebody my email address, they type out a V instead of T H E the word, but it's the seven, six.com. And, and, uh, we got a good, a good Twitter following. We, we do tr- Twitter pretty well. Um, Instagram, all those things. So definitely check us out. And, and, uh, if you shoot me a message and say, you saw me on here, I may, I may hook you up with a little, little something special. There you go, guys. Uh, the seven, six apparel, man, the place to go for all your, uh, Georgia Bulldogs and your hot takes coming in saying Stetson might be, uh, getting up there in, in, uh, NYC for that Heisman. So chance. Yeah, for sure. If the numbers are there, he's going, I, I, I just don't see how he doesn't. Uh, I like it, but uh, we'll definitely have you back on the show, man. We appreciate you so For much. Sure. Thanks, boys. Y'all have a good All one, right, brother. Ben, we're about <laughs> to end the show, Ben. Uh, but but me and Jason have to talk to you about something. Um, <laughs> you have bought into Lily Instagram bots. You bought ben, into I don't, I, I don't know Instagram how this YouTube is. YouTube bots. Ben, I don't know how this is a bot, okay? <laughs> what? That's all I'm saying. So if you guys are listening to the podcast later on and you're not live with us right now, let me just give you a quick This guy's name is Platinum Card Breaks. You think this guy's a real dude? Absolutely. Platinum Card Breaks. Yeah. Um, And and look, Julie said, I was a little freaked out, but I do know you love me, Ben. You're laughing saying I'm a bot, which obviously means I meant nothing to you. Ben, (laughs) figure it out, Ben. That's all I'm saying. You are the biggest troll since you turned 50. 50 has hit you bad. Man, Jason, I don't you, know if you're you with me or not, had Jason. a really bad birthday, Paul, to, to be going to this low level to buy Jason, into bots. Jason, are you are you still with me, Jason? Yeah, I, I had muted myself because I was taking a drink or something. But I just made it back to my house. Jason, we need to get this figured out before next show because we can't have Ben's ex, a strange lover at the Motel 6, crying over him while we're trying to do a show. What is the Motel 6? Your, your head's not in it, Ben. Your head's not in it. I, I don't, don't know. know the motel ever since, ever since, ever since she came in here, Motels look so sketchy. I, you know, Jason, Jason, you've been to Ocean City before? I haven't, but I've heard Why all about Why are you trying it. to change the subject, Ben? No, no, no. This, this goes into motels. Because I remember going down to Ocean City, and I drove past the motel, and it was the most sketchy thing I ever saw and said, I'm never staying at one, ever. So. Well, Julie's saying one right now because you broke her heart, okay? So let's get that figured out before the next show. I, I saw you texting her. You were talking I was to Chance that much. You were texting Julie, and that's all I'm saying, man. That's all I'm saying. Guys, uh, we're going to try to wrap this show up. I hope, Ben, whatever happens between <laughs> you and Julie Lee can be taken care of before next show because – I can't have that rolling onto the broadcast. You know, it's just a little too much. I'm, I'm just letting you all know Paul is a diehard Florida fan. Just saying. Just I'm saying. just letting you know. Glenn Mercer said she's leaving the lights on for you over there at the Motel 6. That's what, that's what <laughs> oh, my gosh. Glenn, Glenn with the, the comment of the night. Uh, all right, guys. I, I can't do this anymore, man. It's about to be 10 o'clock. Uh, Ben's got carried away tonight, as you guys could see, and I'm still hungover, and Jason is still, you know. So, Ben, were were you hungover because maybe you're at a Motel Six with Julie? No, I wasn't. Oh, yeah, I was hungover too today, Ben. So it was, uh, you know, Saturday. Saturday's in the DMV. Donnie Wilkerson, Ben. He says you're a heartbreaker. I did. I did see a woman of my past, but not. I don't know with Julie Lee, but I did see a woman (laughs) in my past. All right, guys, gave me PTSD too. So, I'm, 
<laughs> we're gonna we're gonna wrap this thing up, man. Please make sure. Goodness gracious. Please make sure you hit a like on this. Just, uh, just video. wrap it, Paul. Just, 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 just hit that. No, we, we got to, we got to make, we got to do this, man. No, Pac says he's there for you, man. He loves you, man. He's, he's Thank there you, for Pac you. Man. I see his logo. I'm just gonna call him Pac Man. Thank you, yeah, Pac. He's, he's there for you, man. If, if anything goes down, you know we got your back too, Ben. Let us, you know, blink twice if you're in a weird situation. You need us to get you out of there, okay? But um, for the rest of you guys, make sure you hit that like on this video. And uh, download the podcast and listen to us again if you missed it. It'll be up later on tonight and be ready for you on your Monday drive to work. Or maybe, you know, late night, Monday morning uh, at the Motel 6. Guys, for Jason Butt, pictureless Jason Butt, Ben Bachman, and myself, we appreciate you guys uh, coming late with us tonight. Tomorrow's my birthday. I'll celebrate with uh, hanging out with Ben or something like that. Sounds like a great birthday present. Thank you guys so much again, and we will see you next Sunday, hopefully around 8 o'clock. This is the UGA Sports Call-In Show presented by UJSports.com. Thanks again, Eddie from Ackworth and Chance, the 7-6 Apparel. Check those guys out. Like I said, hit a thumbs up on this video. Let us uh, beat those other guys that are streaming on this same channel. We'll talk to you soon.